big name, Bob. You ain't never had a friend, never had a friend. You ain't never had a friend, never had a friend. You ain't never had a Welcome to KCAST, this is Caleb. And Devin. Hey, how are you, sir? I'm doing okay. Happy Mother's Day I to you. I'm not sure how to interpret that, <laughs> but thank you. Well, because of you, you made someone a mother. So That was no fault or intent of mine, but I appreciate your compliment. Yes. It's, um, I like to say, Happy Achievement Day. Whenever, whenever it's my birthday, I call up my mom and I say, Happy Achievement Day. I you will gave birth. Take that to heart from now on and probably do the same <laughs> thing with my mom. So, uh, so uh, you like the Disney movies, do you? Uh, I was <laughs> You're surprised. a fan of the Disney? I like animation, and mm-hmm. I realized that there were so many of the Disney films I hadn't seen. So I decided to take on the torturous task. Of going from 1937 all the way to present day and watching every animated classic, plus their sequels. Is this the first uh, time you've undertaken a task like this? Going yeah. through a list. Like, for example, I've gone through like the AFI Top 100 list. That was really cool. And then probably two years ago, I went through every Best Picture winner that I hadn't seen. And that was interesting. Some of those did not deserve Best Picture. <laughs> yeah, I would say there's a lot in the list that I would find questionable. But yeah, I've never taken a list with the, with quite this expanse. Um, something like 56 animated films plus their sequels. That's it's right. Pretty, uh, Didn't when Tangled came out, they had that logo at the beginning that was like the f- number 50 in the official Disney canon. That's right. The animated classic series. It was number 50. That's right. So they're not counting sequels, the direct-to-video, but of the theatrical releases and the originals. Yeah, that was number 56. It was quite an undertaking. That's cool. Now, how long did it take you to go through this? Uh, six or seven years? No, about one year, <laughs> two months. You know what you did do is you did um, every of the Bruce Tim Batman Mm-hmm. Every series he was in, all right? Pretty much, That's except cool. for Justice League, yeah. It had to be a Batman-only series, but yeah, I watched all four yeah. segments. Batman the Animated Series, Batman, Batman and series. Robin. Yes. There's the original Batman, The Adventures of Batman and Robin, and then Batman Beyond, and then some Justice League stuff, like the two episodes that had to do with the Batman Beyond closure I watched. I really liked that. Nice. Will you see uh, The Killing Joke when that comes out? Uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing it. Um, mm-hmm. I like Alan Moore a lot. It's pretty good. It seems to be an interesting story, and to hear Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill and reprising their roles will be nice. Um, I, I'm i not drawn, I just want to make clear, I'm not drawn to this movie just because of the controversy of the comic. I just think it's a fascinating story arc. And it a is. psychological... <sighs> breaking point that a human being may have is just an interesting concept to me but um, I, I'm i not going to comment on any of the uh, feminist misunderstandings about this Well I think most interesting the whole theory at the end is that Batman kills the Joker Yeah, which apparently it's implied and it remains remains unknown so I'm curious yeah. if, the, if the film will bring any closure or probably end on the exact same frame as that comic. It'll be interesting Yeah, indeed 
So Disney is uh Disney's doing well, I think. They yeah. bought Lucasfilm. Financially, I'd say they're quite a success. The Force Awakens made almost two billion dollars. Did it break two billion? I think it broke two billion. Six top communications companies in the country. I think they're actually number two or three. I could be wrong, but yeah, they're doing quite well. Yeah, they bought Marvel. Marvel's killing it. They've, they bought the Muppets. They've made a couple of good movies. Making money off the Muppets. They've also made a couple of good movies. Am I a Muppet or a man? I don't know. Pix- <laughs> Pixar is doing well. Yeah, Pixar I, As well. I adore. I think their yeah. films are phenomenal. They've never made a bad film. So congratulations to them from the well, harshest critic of them all. Not even Cars 2. No, Cars 2 is not bad at all. I think people just <laughs> wanted to hate it for some reason. That's true. They were enamored with the original so mm. much that they couldn't fathom that a sequel could possibly come. They could not fathom it. Yeah. I don't know if you need to be that aggressive, but I agree with you. Sorry. It's all right. The weed's wearing off. It's all right. Just drink some water. You'll be fine. So, um, okay. We'll dive in. I'm at a disadvantage here because I haven't seen all these movies, so I rely on your expertise. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I hadn't seen them until previously, and I don't know much about the background, but if it interests me, I did go through it. So. <laughs> Number one, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. This I did watch within the last year. <laughs> so Interesting. Uh, yeah. I think this movie is um, just, like, perfect. It was... This is, like, a genius pretty good. It was movie. definitely the archetypal film for them to start the princess and prince pairing up kind of thing, and the... Really, it's, it's what good. struck me is just how gorgeous it is. Mm-hmm. Because it was like 1938, every frame looks like a painting. It, it was all style. It was wonderful. And especially when it's like raining and there's thunder and she's like in the forest and mm-hmm. like, you know, being scared. Like, that's just so... They do like their dark stuff really yeah. well. Yeah, it was really good. I totally agree. It was... It was, it was uh, it was a joy to look at. I Snow White's voice really bothered me. I don't like oh, the that's little squeaky. squeaky voices. Oh, but <laughs> but again, the the production it was I so am good. Wishing okay, whoa. for the one I okay. love. We didn't need an example of that, but thank you very much. <laughs> to uh, find me, the animation style today. though. Today, her ball seemed to drop. Outstanding. Okay. <laughs> I I remember why I watched this is because as I went through the best picture winners. I thought, well, what should have won? And I had that list as well. Oh, So I thought in 1938, I don't know what one. It was like the Gold Rushers. It was like some well, they just, lame for, movie. For some reason, even back then, Hollywood didn't really consider animation to be like... And I thought, no, Snow White should have won Best Picture. Yeah, um, it would have been different. Not until 1991 did an animation or an animated movie get nominated for Best Picture. That's right, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. However... They did give Walt an honorary Oscar for achievement in animation. Yeah, yeah, and I totally agree with that because I yeah, don't know if anything even close to that at the time was phenomenal. Snow White was very successful, I think. Yes, made a lot of money. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about financially successful, but <laughs> but, it, but it must have been if they continued to make movies. So, to some degree, it was probably done. It did. And uh, have you ever seen any of those? Um, it was the Max Fleischer Superman cartoons. He's the guy who did, like, Popeye and stuff from, like, the 40s. I saw one really, really old one, yes. And uh, but they were, like, time ago. really well done uh, for the time. 
The budget of Snow White. Snow White made $418 million. Um, I'm assuming all the tags on that mean it's been adjusted for inflation and it might be over the lifetime. Well, even of if the, the budget is adjusted, now. that's one million four hundred and eighty-eight. Yeah, it's definitely financially successful. I would just be curious to see what its numbers were upon the years. Although of its I might release, be losing but... my mind. What? Because doesn't this read? No, this is one million hundred thousand. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, one million. You good? Yeah. We. I'm not losing my need mind. A, need a quick arithmetic lesson? Or are we? Uh, <laughs> I we all right? do. Okay. <laughs> It's amazing how cheap <laughs> movies used to be. I think the it's weed inflation, is though. It is. The ring had an adverse effect on me. Okay, Frodo. <clears throat> okay, hey, based on the Brothers Grimm, didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, I uh, scrolling through this list, it was definitely interesting to see what it was based on. German uh, fairy tale. That's I, the I, darkness. I was surprised. A lot of Hans Christian Andersen and a lot of Brothers Grimm. So it's good. I like. I liked uh, learning that. And when the the queen is like truly ugly. Yeah, like, she's ugly. Yeah. She is ugly. I like uh, Hi -ho. one theme I'll touch on just in these first few Disney movies, especially yes. through Sleeping Beauty, is that good and evil are very, very, very clearly defined, and there's mm. no mistake on, evil who, is ugly. on who belongs to which side. It's mm -hmm. There's something um, very appealing about that. Yeah. Anyhow. Pinocchio! Um... <laughs> Pinocchio was... Man, I love Pinocchio. It was one of the most pointless Disney films I saw. Whoa. It was. It, there was Easy. There was very little... Interesting. ...happening there. Um, wow, not a Pinocchio fan. No, I'm not a fan of the story. The animation, of course, is on par with Snow White. It's hmm. outstanding, but... Um, what didn't you like about the story? He's like he's a brat. There was he was kind of a brat, mm -hmm. um, which is understandable because he's a kid. And uh, but he was born yesterday. But the <laughs> quote unquote bad things that happened to him um, just didn't really make that much sense to me. Because whatever do you mean? Okay, they had the first part of the movie, which was about him being alive, which is fascinating because it was seeing like, okay, how does he work and how does Geppetto do this? And the cat likes him and the goldfish, slightly anthropomorphic, but they don't talk or anything. Mm -hmm. Um. Then suddenly he gets swindled by a wolf that can talk, which... And the fox, right? Yeah, was which, it, yeah. which is just, just these animals out of nowhere can suddenly talk, okay. And then he gets sort of seduced by the dark side of the force to go to this random island where you can have fun. Or yeah, you got that, cigars. That's how they sold it. You can do whatever you, you want. you turn into a donkey. No consequences. And you turn into a donkey, which... Can someone explain that? I've never understood the explanation to that. Why do you turn into a donkey? I get he wanted to sell the asses, but I don't know. I don't know why. He... Seems like an undesirable thing to get turned into. It, it was just weird. Like, what? How does? Is there magic <laughs> powers in this island? It was just never explained. It just went a, went a really weird direction. Um, the laws of physics. It sort of got back. Took on... Took you out of it. No, it was just the unexplained. <laughs> like, why is this happening? Took me out of it. Um, because magic. What was the whale's name? Forget. Um, I want to say Maestro. It's not. It's a. Uh, oh, I think you're right. I think it is. Um, that sort of brought me back in because that was an interesting scene to watch. I liked the animation and it kind of put Geppetto in peril, which was more gripping than watching all the kids turn into donkeys. You kind of didn't feel bad for these kids because they all were spoiled brats. Anyway, that's what I thought was weird. It was. It was. It just a lot of it just seemed pointless in its arc. And then, of course, um, 
if I remember correctly, Pinocchio... Well, anyway, he got turned into a boy at the end. And it's like, well, well what did he learn? You're he making a lot of enemies. He didn't really, like, learn... With your opinions. What did he learn? Not to... to trust his conscience. donkey or to trust a cricket? I mean, that's... A, yeah. It's, it's really... The movie was just everywhere. It was really a mind trip. But that's okay, because I feel similarly about a movie that's going to come later. It doesn't make it bad. It was just, <clears> I thought it was... Interesting. Not on board with the Pinocchio. No, I, I thought it was, like, a, kind of a pointless thing to watch, unless you... you preferred the Jonathan Taylor Thomas. ...had some sort of inebriation or <laughs> drug inducement. Anyway, but that's... It wasn't okay. bad. Mm. It was nice to watch for the animation, for sure. Um, I understand why it's a pivotal piece. There's no doubt there. I but... put Pinocchio, like, top ten. I put Pinocchio bottom ten, so we'll just have to call it. Interesting. That okay. It <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Because in terms of scope, it was like more than Snow White. Yeah, it was. It a, really. It was a really big undertaking, which yeah, is why like, to me it seemed like what it we fell can do. Short, except on hmm. animation and grandioseness, I guess you can say. But as far as like a tight arc, I don't know what the hell was happening. Do you know what the hell was happening? In I don't know. <laughs> In Pinocchio, um, I did I did see fairly recently, like last two years. Next, we have Fantasia. Love Fantasia. You like Fantasia? I love Fantasia. Yeah. The music choices are brilliant. Some of my favorites. Box Tokata. It's an adult and... film. Yes. You know. In a way. Yeah. Um. Just as much nudity. So, so some of the well, <laughs> quote unquote. No, quote, it's... quote unquote nudity. It was. It's uh... it definitely is like not meant for kids. Yeah, there was a lot of. Dionysus, which is the Greek god of wine in that last part, and just kind of parting it up with the half-naked yeah. centaurs. Yeah, it was some interesting imagery, but the imagery was beautiful. Wolfgang von Goethe. It was very well done. And it also has my favorite piece played in organ by Johann Sebastian Bach, um, Toccata and Fugue, but it has an orchestral representation, which I think is... I've never is heard it the before. the ballerina crocodile? And it's beautiful. No. Oh, okay. No, that's the one... It's one of the ones where you just basically see waves. The sounds. Yeah. But I also love Tchaikovsky, never... and they had two of the Nutcracker pieces in there. And I also mm, love Night on Bald Mountain. That was great. Night on Bald Mountain, which is the... The demon. The very last song. But the music is so good. They had, like, God with the Lightning. That was... They actually transitioned that to... Um, I forget yeah. what the name of that last song was. S- something Maria. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that, that last segment, though, did have actual nudity in there, even though it was a quick flash. So... Definitely not a kid's movie, but again, the imagery is brilliant. I love the music. It's some of my favorite music of all time. So it's definitely a joy to watch, both as a kid and... Oh, and they had all the dinosaurs dying, right? Yeah. Another amazing piece that of music. That was great. And, dinosaurs and being wiped the out. the animation and the... the um, that was sick. The progression of that quote-unquote quote unquote story that was happening there was great, from creation to extinction. I So great concept. No dialogue anywhere. That's right. And it was All just, set to music. It was really good. And then when I found out that that came out in 1940, I was even more blown away because I could have easily passed that for something that was way down Disney's line mm. of quality. Um, but that was one of their first films released, and it was brilliant. Two I, thumbs up. See, that that would easily be in my top ten okay. of all Disney. That's oh, yeah. so good. The Sorcerer's we'll, Apprentice, very iconic. We'll watch again. Love with, Sorcerer's with Apprentice. With the brooms. Um, I agree with you. Haven't seen Dumbo in a long ass time since I was a kid. Dumbo was another kind of interesting one along the lines of Pinocchio. Like, what the hell is going on? However, it had a more 
had a, had a tighter story mm-hmm. of parent and sibling because of Dumbo and his mother and the kind yeah. of what they endured in the circus. That to me was a little more emotionally gripping than Geppetto and Pinocchio, if that makes sense. Um, Dumbo was a little more grounded for me, even though he's a flying elephant. <laughs> I love the uh, song in there um, by the Four Crows. Yeah. Um, when um, I see an elephant fly, it was wonderful. The pink elephant sequence was really out of this world, but well done. And the crows were black people. Uh, yeah, I would say that is more than obvious. <laughs> <laughs> but but nobody cared at the time. So that was just, I mean, whether it was right or wrong, they yeah. were who they were. And apparently they still had a good time. So, hey, why not? Uh, well, I mean, no, it's, it's cool to look at how these movies evolved as time evolved. You know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a lot that of was the, right before World War II happens. The cultural segregation was still, um, and the, st- the stigmas were still represented in those movies. So, yeah, it was interesting to see. Uh, but Dumbo, Dumbo was was good. Definitely not my near my favorite, but it wasn't a bad film either. It was an enjoyable watch. Yeah, it's like Snow White and Pinocchio so successful that you're pumping these out every year now. You know, yeah, there I is think, a demand. I think their, their, their annual... The Disney or, machine uh, is up and running. Or biannual releases yeah, all the way going. up until present day. And you have, what is it, what do they call the Ten Old Men? Mm-hmm. Who sort of worked on the a majority. Yeah. Yes, if not almost all of them. Yeah. So, you like Dumbo? Yes, I did like Dumbo. It was good. Okay, wow. More than Pinocchio. More than Pinocchio. It was a better story than Pinocchio. It didn't look as good as Pinocchio, but the music was much more enjoyable than Dumbo. And I think um, the they story was a little numbers? more... A few. The Pink Elephant number. Okay. And When I See an Elephant Fly. It's, hmm. Yeah. Pretty good. Bambi. I also haven't seen Bambi in a really long time. Bambi? Since I was a kid. Not to talk about making enemies here. Bambi is totally overrated. Now, I understand there is a little bit of an emotional jarring when the whole, when the mom gets shot, and yeah, I get yeah. it. The setting's perfect, the way the music cuts, and the sound cuts, really well done. Um, More this, of that. The sequel to Bambi, Bambi too. which is sort of a mid-quill, if you will, hmm. uh, introduces Bambi's father, Oh. and kind of how he's filling those shoes and how he feels about him. And it's a much more interesting story than the first Bambi, but of course doesn't match the first Bambi for quality. So it takes place at the same time. Yeah, uh, during that one of the long winters. Does the father also die? No. Okay. No. It's more of like... But you get the return of Thumper and Flower. Yeah. Yeah, you Mm -hmm. get to see those characters. So... Uh, that was a better story than Bambi, but it obviously doesn't match um, the the visual. I mean, it, it's kind of unfair because if if I'm not mistaken, it's the longest time passage between sequels in Hollywood history. It's like 64 years between Bambi one and Bambi two to their release. So obviously, you can't really compare the animation because we're thousands yeah. and thousands of times more advanced. But um, the story in the second one was better. But obviously, the visuals in the first one I think were pretty good. I mean, maybe they were sort of on an animal kick, like Dumbo did well. Yeah, like, well, had, let's do a deer. They now. love talking animals, apparently. Yeah, Pinocchio so on. Because um, they're, you know, they're still it's not medieval. Bambi isn't bad; it's just really overrated. But if I had okay. my choice, I would definitely watch Bambi versus Godzilla more than Bambi. <laughs> Fair enough. 
so you'll have to help me because you didn't see like Saludos Amigos. No, because I I consider those shorts, mm-hmm. and uh, they were released with other films or, or released the three together. Caballeros, and I don't support yeah. Hispanic culture. Ah, uh, you shouldn't. So, so it's very, that's that. also very overrated while we're on that subject. <laughs> I'm going to make a lot of enemies with this. I almost feel like this, like during World War II, they were sort of thin on staff. Let's make everybody happy by making musicals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of, of that. I mean, I feel I've, like they were a little distracted with the war. I've seen these, but because they're shorts and were released in packs, I didn't... Yeah, I haven't seen them for a while. I didn't concentrate again on them. I saw them as kids, but didn't consider them to be the feature-length films. <clears throat> Make my music... I forget what that was. Um, it was up until almost 50. Fun and Fancy Free, though. One of the segments was Jack and the Beanstalk. Yes, which right. is very that, good. That I did see. It's about 20 minutes long, if I remember. But yeah, that was a good segment. Really interesting animation. My uh, dad really freaking loves Jack and the Beanstalk. It's good. It's really good. When I was a kid, he would sing that like harp song. When when he uh when they first in my favorite dream after they they come up on the beanstalk and they see the castle for the first time, beautiful picture. Yeah, don't quit your day job. I have this memory of like, it begins like in real life, like a man in a chair, like opening a book. And like this is Jack and the Beanstalk. Kind of. Oh, it is movies open like that. Some video opens like that. There's a yeah. lot of a lot of those books. Winnie the Pooh's open like that. I have a memory of that. And I'm curious what the other segment was. Yeah, it was one of the package films, as you. Yeah. But what what? Bongo. No one seems Bongo. I remember that. Mickey. Mickey the I should. It's okay. I correct myself. It's Mickey and the Beanstalk, no, not the Jack and the Beanstalk. The Beanstalk. I, know. I said it was Jack and the Beanstalk. Correct to myself. No, I think it was only the two. <laughs> Clearly, much more popular than Bongo. Yeah, probably because it had the more classic Disney characters in there. I also saw Donald, exactly. or the, the World War Two film that Donald had about being in the army. Yeah, I saw those in Moore Park. I took anymore. a film class, and they showed some of those. Yeah. Yeah. And they weren't available for the longest time, like no, on DVD. Those are, those are rare finds. So uh, they had one. It was a like what the Nazis do to their children, how they indoctrinate their children. Like that was right. like super dark. It's the same way Disney indoctrinates all their customers when they <laughs> enter the park. Yeah. Kind of adopted those methods. Yeah, it was all about the kids in the school, you know. And that was dark. And then yeah, Donald Duck, uh, you know and it was about like selling war bonds too. Mm-hmm. That was Yeah, we were we were really desperate for money at that time. So it's like any time you could sell bonds for anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was a big part. I'm refreshing my memory on what melody time is. I honestly don't recall because I saw all these segments individually, so I don't remember the packs or the came. Um, okay, yeah, melody time. No one cares. Cowboys and Indians. There's one where they had uh, the Jazz Island and the Orchestra Island that were dueling with Ride of the Valkyries, and that was a good one, interesting one to watch, but yeah, it's not too good. Pico's Bill, I did see, I did have a DVD of like, it was called like American Legends. Mm-hmm. And that was probably on there. And they had the these things, they had a Pico's Bill, a Paul Bunyan, yeah. a Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. And I really liked those. Those are, those are all Disney, they made cartoons for those characters, they're interesting. They're short, but they're interesting. Yeah. The Adventures of Ichabob 
crane I love. Yes, the Sleepy Hollow. I, Sleepy Hollow is so I've good. Never. I always thought he looked like John Raines. It's so good. It does. He's tall and skinny. He's got the same. Um, it's interesting because it's not even really like a horror thing, but it has the same hues yeah, and build up and reveals. It's wonderful. Um, the Adventures of Mr. Toad is also very good. Yeah, I don't remember that one that much. It's good. It's about just... Is that the Wind in the Willows? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Wind in the Willows is really good. Yeah. That's where they have the really angry Scottish badger and the uppity butler and Molly and the weasels keep stealing him or steal the deed to his manor with Mr. Winky. Okay. <laughs> it's really good. As I plug this in, I'm going to have you talk about Cinderella. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I like Gus the Mouse. I thought he was relatable. Gus is wonderful. Why? Because we're all obese? Is that what (laughs) you're saying? exactly. Gus is relatable because we're obese? Um, Cinderella, I thought, was pretty good. I liked um, the animal companions, like the the major animal characters in that, a little more than the others. I thought the mice were pretty neat. Um, The cat was interesting. The stepmother was spot on just the voice acting and the way she, her attitude was well oh my gosh she was a great character um the story of cinderella i just find i think the source material is much more common uh, that people know it about is. it is like it's people have like seen different Russians, versions Russians have their version the story though is really bland and uninteresting it's basically a girl who's in a plight and a fairy godmother has to save her and grant her dreams it's very it's basic it's sort of basic enough to where you can remake it every five years, or with different characters in different settings. Like he did Ever After with Drew Barrymore. It's 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 bland and they it's, had, it's, um, it's canned, but uh, Black Cinderella in the night. <laughs> but but again, the uh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo sequence is wonderful to look at. Really well done. Um, so were the shots at the palace. The king's character in that is really good. Um, some good characters. I really liked it. Now that had two sequels, and yeah, I. Almost didn't make it. Was it was like twist in time. I almost didn't make it. I'm just going to let you know that right now. The sequels to Cinderella were pretty cringe-inducing. Um, it was interesting to see what they did with the characters like the king and the sisters after the Happily Ever After mm-hmm. ending. So I was mildly curious to see how they played that out. But it was really just a rehash of the same formula. So they were pretty torturous. Good and all. Yeah, at that point we're... 1950, it's after the war, economy's going well, and they're, like, they're doing well. Um, there was, two years ago, there was a live-action Cinderella that I thought was really well done. Kenneth Branagh directed it. I haven't seen any of them, but I intend to eventually see all of them. Yeah, and, um, there's sort of a return to form now. I think there's a segment of society that likes sort of the traditional kind of nostalgic. It always makes a comeback. It um, always makes a comeback. Clearly defined good, clearly defined evil. Really earnest is the right word. It's so darn earnest in its execution. Yeah, it's very straightforward. It's good and simple, and it reminds you of good virtues. And I feel like I'm not trying to get political. but um, You're always trying to get political. (laughs) It's like, oh, why wasn't it more progressive? Why was it basically the same... 
Well, we did that in the 90s. Because there was Brandy as Black Cinderella. Because and we was... don't want to turn it into another piece of garbage. How's that for an answer? <laughs> we want to preserve the goodness about those. There's a reason why they're called fantasy films, for crying out loud. They're fairy tales. And they're fairy yeah, tales they're classics. of mostly European background. And in European background, you're going to have heavy aristocracy. And you're going to have all these influences. It makes perfect sense why these films are the way they are and why people like them the way they like them. You don't need to... I'm going to make up a verb here, but you don't need to progressivize everything just to make yeah. it relevant. I think that's a myth. And um, it's already been done. A million times. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's I, yeah, I can't stand that. Speaking of overrated, I'm, I'm going to say for Alice in Wonderland, tad overrated. Uh, it's a little overrated, probably because there's no really tight story. It's a bunch of random segments put together. They're interesting segments. Yeah. Uh, that, this is how I felt about Pinocchio. Like this, the story of Alice in Wonderland. What the hell is going on? Pinocchio seemed much more linear. Than... She she fell asleep. She goes down a hole and wanders to Wonderland and eventually wakes up. Like that's it. Seriously, she just goes on a crack trip and then wakes up at the end. Really, nothing happened in that movie, except it's a really interesting journey to that nothing. Mm-hmm. So while it looked wonderful, I love the tea party setting. I think it's wonderful. Uh, the music there. I love the caterpillar. My favorite character in that whole. Ah. Oh. I love the caterpillar. Because he's um, just dropping philosophy? Kind of, but he's also very good with words. and Not I like, the Cheshire I, I, I like his demeanor. I like um, the Wallace and the Carpenter, that little segment. That was an interesting little story. Yeah, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Um, I think the flower segment had good music, but really wasn't anything special. And it was, again, it was just a bunch of random segments thrown <laughs> together that happened to be very entertaining I liked it. I probably won't see it for a very, 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 very long time. Yeah, I think because she's a little not likable. She's very nice. She, she's kind of a whiny little she, girl. Yeah, she's not <laughs> even. She's not and even. I, I think that's why all the supporting characters are stronger than. I I don't the like <laughs> I don't like her character at all. In fact, there's nothing to remark about except she kept patting her dress down all the time to look all prim and proper. Like if that's the most memorable thing I have about your character, yeah, it's uh. It it definitely wasn't anything special. I agree with you. It was very overrated. Yeah, but uh, as Alice, you know, as a story, still really um, is a part of the culture and the references. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Through the Looking Glass makes a big part. They've made great games out of it. They've books, other movies, sure. Um, it's a pivotal and again. I, it, it, and it, I love pointing out that Matrix scene. Follow it, the White Rabbit. Follow the White Rabbit. Yeah. Um, it's pivotal, but uh, it and, doesn't uh, mean it's it's not overrated. And the other one. I imagine right now you feel a bit like Alice. Falling down the rabbit hole? Um, yes. I had one more thing to say about Alice in Wonderland, but I forgot what it was. Lewis Carroll was on drugs. No, actually, I have no idea. Yes, and he was into nymphets. He was the original Lolita. Well, um, <laughs> everybody's got their thing, I guess. <laughs> Peter Pan. I love Peter Pan. It's it's a good movie. I'm on um, board with Peter Pan. I like Neverland as a setting. I love the London setting in contrast. I think all the kids yeah. are good. The kids aren't annoying. Oh, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I know what I wanted to say. I've I've read Alice in Wonderland, the book, and it's probably the only book on here that I've read. So okay. I do all like right. the book. Well, I'm glad. That's it. <laughs> that means you have good background, and you can sort of pick that stuff apart. I like it. Uh, Peter Pan an easy gets an easy note for me. Um, some of the only likable kids. not PC. Oh. <laughs> Well, that, but also um, the most mm. likable kid characters. The kids, the darling really family. They're not incredibly, they're not overly stupid. 
I do. That's true. I and, do like the kids. And, and they John are, like, it's like you said earlier, they're very earnest mm-hmm. and innocent, but not stupid. Yeah. So I, I like that about that movie. I love the setting of Neverland. Captain Hook and Mr. Schmee are great. The crocodile is great. Uh, I love the thought of rescuing Tiger Lily. I love just the thought of rescuing a princess somewhere in there. Uh, the worst part about the film, and you've heard me rail about this time and again, and I'll never, ever let up until it finally Have dies. I, heard? I hate Tinkerbell. Oh, yeah, you do, Brandon. Tinkerbell <laughs> is the biggest bitch in the Disney <laughs> universe. Yet they love her. In 1950, this little chick comes OG in bad girl. wearing basically nothing for the time, <laughs> lands on a mirror, Slutting it up, looks at her ass in the mirror, gets jealous of Wendy, tries to kill her. <laughs> this is the worst person to grace a Disney screen so far. It's true. I am glad that Peter Pan does not give her the time of day except when she gets to ride along an adventure because that's all she deserves at a bare minimum. I hate <laughs> Tinkerbell. Uh, this had a sequel. It's like a safe bad girl that people can... But she wasn't even like, like a bad girl. Bad she didn't do like. anything. Like The best part about Tinkerbell is that she didn't talk, and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Peter Pan did have a sequel that okay. was that was okay. Return to Neverland. It captured, yeah, I remember that got somewhat positive reviews. Yeah, it captured uh, sort of the same spirit, um, but it was largely... It was largely just like Cinderella. It was kind of a rehash of the same plot. Nothing changed. Hmm. Captain Hook was still Captain Hook. But like, was Wendy grown up at that point? Um. Yes. Okay. And so another girl got kids? whisked away. Yeah. Um. But Tinkerbell is a little less of a bitch, but she's still a bitch. Uh. But it's it's the same thing. He's still fighting Captain Hook. It was. Uh, <laughs> somehow escaped from the crocodile. Peter it's, Pan's it's just... the the reverse of Dazed and Confused. They get older, I stay the same age. Yeah, it's... Yes. He's the the anti-McConaughey. I I would have liked a little bit of uh, more story around that. They made it look... They made it a more interesting setting because it basically was during World War II this time. Mm, So they had bombs dropping and everything, which was interesting to look at. Um, Not a bad sequel, but unnecessary because it's basically the same story. But that one wasn't difficult to get through. Speaking of sequels, I love Hook. Spielberg's Hook. That's one of the greatest, yeah. greatest films of the. I yes, it's so good. Everything about it's good. Yeah, I mean, in retrospect, the boat is sort of on a set. It looks very set-like. Sure, but and in the in an era of Pirates of the Caribbean where they sort of have more scope to it, but other than that, yeah, I I love Hook. Yeah, Hook is amazing, and top to bottom. Robin Williams, great comedy, oh, great energy. Yeah. Hook's fun. I look uh, the that little tiny monologue he makes when he's somewhat drunk and he sees Tinkerbell the first time, and he calls her. He's speaking very quickly, and he calls her like some sort of uh, Freudian image of his mother. And but she has very lovely legs, and I'm gonna his his dialogue, <laughs> uh, but the lawyer jokes he makes, are I just that movie is just so good. Something from t- about from, from his, top to bottom. His glasses. But it's something about. Um, he made some joke about lawyers that they started using lawyers instead of rats for certain experiments because there are certain things that even rats won't do. Just, just, <laughs> just things. I, I love that movie so much. It's, it's so good. It is the the first half. How they get to Neverland is so interesting and the mystery and great build up. Fantastic music for my marbles. Yep. Yeah. My marbles. And his marbles. Oh yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I liked it. And of course, uh, Maggie Smith. 
the never-aging Maggie <laughs> never. Smith. She's looked the same since, like, 1950. It's really, really weird. Fun fact, Gwyneth Paltrow played a young Wendy. I recognized her face. Yeah. That seems weird, but yeah. I'm like, oh my and, gosh, that's Gwyneth Paltrow. And Steven Spielberg is her godfather. Well, so. sucks for him. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Does it? Yeah, it kind of sucks. She did well she's for very herself. She's and she likes the British too much. Anyhow, moving along. She did well for herself. Lady and the Tramp, haven't seen since I was a kid. Okay, Lady and the Tramp is in my top ten worst of Mall. Lady and the Tramp worst. was a waste. The best characters in the movie are the two guys that run the Italian restaurant. Luigi, <laughs> I break your face. I, I think they were great. I love their number. It's a beautiful night. That scene was wonderful. It's iconic, but the rest of the movie was. I really think the ones rendered. starring animals are just rougher, or a little harder oh, yeah, it's, to, it's to hard. grab it's, onto. It's, it's hard to. Um, Bambi Dumbo, when you saw her an animal, you, you can't really. Um, you can't, it, you can't grab to, onto it as it's much. It's hard to differentiate characters when they're just animals. It. It's like, oh, he's the shorter dog. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, you know, it's just okay. Um, not, I can't say it's a waste of time. There was also a sequel to that one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not even going to go over it. <laughs> I don't know there was. Laying the tr- yeah, I'm, I'm pretty Oh, this sure. had the, the Siamese cats, right? We are Siamese. Yeah, the Siamese cats were kind of cool, though. They were terrible, but they were cool. Um, hold on, let me just double check that. But go ahead and move on to the, the next one. Yeah. Um, oh, I love the next the one. Tramp I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, Lady and the Tramp 2 Scamps Adventure. It's about um, one of their kids kind of goes out in <laughs> the city, in the alley, kind of like... it. It's terrible. It's Lady and the Tramp and its sequel were kind of a waste of my time. I don't know why people like those movies so much, except for the iconic scene with the spaghetti meatballs. Love it. Love... I'm just going to call them Mario and Luigi. Yeah. The Italian guys around the restaurant are really funny. Great scene. Not a great movie. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. Haven't seen in a really long time either. One of my top but ten favorites. Good memories. Of all. Of all. I love this film. Mm. The color usage, the animation are outstanding. They're so good. Especially the last half an hour, the battle against uh, Maleficent and the dragon. It, it's incredible. You know what I noticed looking at this? It seems like if it's a German book, they get German sequence directors. Like, they hire Germans yeah, I mean, to adapt German I, I material. Guess they should. Um, Which makes sense. I, I mean, it, Wolfgang is clearly a it, German it, guy. Reitherman. 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 It, it, yeah, it makes sense. Um, I know that there are, even though there were animators, the same animators who people working on this, I know when they did sequence directors, especially for the action, the battle scene in Sleeping Beauty, they had another director, probably one of these three, come in just to do the choreography that they were going to animate for the fight. Um, it ended up being really good. I... Love Tchaikovsky, my favorite composer, and of course his soundtrack mm. is all throughout. He's loving him. It's the best. That's, that's going to be first on my list to rewatch. The uh, the Battle of Good Sleeping and Evil Barry. is the music that he uses in the end when fighting Maleficent and they're escaping from the castle. My yes. one of my favorite pieces by him. I love it. There's the three godmothers, um, right? Yeah, they're they were really fun characters. I mean, they weren't. One of them was kind of iffy, but they reminded me of the Golden Girls, just in 1950s as fairies. <laughs> but but they were good characters. They had a fun sequence um, of, uh, with the magic making and not doing wands for 16 years. Um, Betty, whatever. Maleficent. White, Betty White. Maleficent, that voice actress needs to seriously get like another posthumous award. 
because her oh, laugh, yeah. her voice, her lines, her tone, her inflections are just amazing. They're so good. Remind me how quickly is Sleeping Beauty put out of action? What, what do you mean? Like, uh, she, she, she presses the needle, right? Yeah. And then she's, like, asleep. Uh, that's only, like, the last one-third of the film. Okay, so she's still in those she, she She has quite a, a sequence when she's walking through the forest singing, you know, I know you, that... Uh, Aurora. Sleeping, the Sleeping Beauty Waltz. That's right, Aurora. Aurora. Um, but basically from when she pricks her finger on is where the movie just... Wow, it just goes way up. And you actually had, like, fighting a dragon and... Yeah, that and, traditional. And the fight was good. Prince fight dragon. There's a scene, fire, where um, Philip's still making it through the forest of thorns, and the music's playing. And Maleficent gets pissed, and she basically turns into like this really weird firework spiral. And to animate that must have just been an insane doing. But it just looks again everything in that movie just looks the fire. Her, yeah. her, her fire is like yellowish colored, and she's a black and purple dragon just the color use is just it seems like any time they do brothers grim they nail it they have a they have a pretty good track record With, yeah every time they do something that remotely resembles lady in the tramp they don't nail it so <laughs> yeah there's definitely a theme they should stick to uh, yeah, they love like, that again stuff. like one after another like one of my worst movies one of my best movies one after another i love sleeping beauty so much all right gonna rewatch that I, I love 101 Dalmatians. Yes, fantastic movie. I love it, and I think the reason is, um, you know, the dogs talk, but the human characters are just as big. I agree, and then the human characters still drive the movie Anita, significantly. Anita and John? Yes. Yeah, then the dogs oh, no, 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 go no, and uh, Purdy. Uh, I'm sorry, Roger. Roger, that's right. Yes. And then Cruella de Vil, of course, the actress nails it. Uh his piano music that he does in the beginning of the film, up to his song Cruella de Vil, is really good. And I didn't realize how good that mm. music is until I watched it as a 32-year-old adult. Um, and I think the first one on here with a modern setting. I yeah, think it is uh, it London. It's like in, 60s, in 60s London. Yeah, it's set exactly what it is. Um, yeah, not... Uh, it, it was a little bit slower, but it was slow in a good way because you got to know Roger and Pongo. And then when Anita came on and you were with them when they had the maid and the puppies and you got introduced to Corella. Like, it, it, flowed, it was slower, but it flowed well. Man, Wolfgang Ritherman um, is just an all-star here. <laughs> yeah. He's he kind of the unsung hero out of this guy. And, it, like, all these good movies have his name attached to it. Like, the really outstanding ones, it's all his name. He's, yeah. So he, he's we're going to give you done. a decade and a half um, of movies. Dalmatians did have a sequel. And you were thorough. It it was man. It was okay. Thorough. They did a good job. They got the exact animation style down, and I was really impressed because mm. there's a segment in the 101 Dalmatians where all the dogs are watching um, that show with the oh. star dog. I forgot the dog's name though. It was very much a Lone Ranger type. Yes, so they're show. watching that. So they re- the sequel they recreated that scene perfectly, and they're watching him on TV again, another episode. But the sequel deals with Patch getting out and meeting the star of that dog show. Oh, really? Right, and then they have a little interaction. Clever, not a great movie. It wasn't a bad sequel, but it was yeah. good to see. Like, oh, what did they do? Well, they did have their Dalmatian plantation, and Roger still doing music. And Corella Deville is back 
And there's a scene where she listens to her own song on the radio that I think is really funny. <laughs> she just like turns the knob off. She's like, God, that garbage. It's really mm-hmm. funny. Um, decent film. Wouldn't really recommend watching, but it wasn't bad. They captured the spirit of the first one. Yeah, I saw this uh, last Christmas. This is good. Yeah, love it. Good one. Sword in the sword. Uh, sorry, the sword in the stone. Yes. Not as strong. Oh, I was going to ask. Uh, do you want to break this into a two-part series, being that we're only number eighteen in? I can keep going, but if you need to go to bed or something. No, no, not at all. I just <laughs> thought we're only on 18. But it's okay. That's no, fine. Let's keep going. So you... The Sword in the Stone, I think, is one of the weaker ones. I, th- I think bottom 10. Uh, and uh, because... Bottom 10? Yeah. Excuse me while I punch you. I think so, because um, I have read King Arthur stuff. I took a King Arthur college class, and King Arthur's so rich. Yes. I just saw Excalibur recently, and Wonderful. to just focus on him as a child, that small of a story, seems like a missed opportunity. Mm. And I loved Merlin in it. Merlin's the best part. Oh, yeah. Archimedes. I love Archimedes. The that, owl. That, that, to me, is an owl. That cranky yeah. old bastard that just hides in his house all the time. Yeah, that whole sequence, but uh, Arthur himself just wasn't that interesting. Yeah, didn't do much. Kind of, kind of a dumb Granted, kid. I haven't seen it for a um, really long time. Once again, uh, this last, especially in these last like three movies, the animation's outstanding. His, um, but you like the sword and the stone. I like the sword and the stone. Okay, I do. Interesting. Uh, I like the period it's in. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how they referenced the king's death and how they were trying to fill the vacuum and how they were having a jousting tournament. That stuff was interesting to me. Um, I mm-hmm. like Merlin's teaching is the greatest. I love the sequences uh, where he's doing, where he started the dishes, um, where he's packing up his house. I thought were great. One of my favorites, though, I love the wizard battle when he fights Madame Mim. Yeah. And they mm. do a battle of wits, and oh, that's a great scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Wart, or Arthur, was the weakest, ele- the main character was the weakest element of the movie, unfortunately. But uh, it didn't, stop it from being good but it 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 was uh i I liked more things about the piece or the setting than the actual movie itself that's true i love that time period it's It's worth pointing out that disney he died in 1966 Mm -hmm. so that was the last movie he worked on that is correct and um as i recall disneyland i think opened in 55 Mm -hmm. And he put a lot of his heart and soul into that, so he was like a... That was sort of his last great kind of creation. Mm. And then he sort of oversaw these last few movies. It also explains the gap in between uh, 63 and 67, Sword in the Stone and Jungle Book. Yeah, that's true, because he died. And uh, Jungle Book, one of my favorites, is in my top five. Good good Love Jungle Book. Very solid movie. And I just saw the, the new one, John Favreau, was good, but you... You can't beat the original. Yeah, it was really good. I love the characters in that. Bagheera. Can I rant for a moment? Yeah, it's your podcast. You can say whatever (laughs) the hell you want. Okay. At the end of the new movie, he doesn't go to the man village at the end, and it pissed me off, because that's such an important scene. I agree with you. In the movie, I was looking forward to him going to that end scene of the girl getting the water. I will go and fetch the water. Okay, the fact that you know that song is pretty weird. No, well, I, I also way, rewatched you, it recently. Would after, you go and fetch me some water? I'm kidding. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. No, after the new movie, I rewatched this, and um, that 
it's it's like the Wizard of Oz, but she doesn't go home at the end. Like you needed yeah, that resolution. The, the, yeah, there was no res- resolution without that. Yeah, moment. he has to go to the man. Hmm, that's interesting. And he has to choose to go there, not because Shere Khan is scaring him, or away, he's going to miss his friends, or he's... um, uh, the whatever the 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 panther's name is Bagheera. Bagheera is forcing him. Uh, no, he chooses it because he has a sexual awakening. Okay, the kid, the kid's probably seven, so I don't know if that's quite okay. the case, but he definitely saw something mysterious and beautiful. Okay. Uh, good movie. I love the voice acting in it. I love, love it. I love the vultures. Yes, the song they sing is really good. That are we supposed are to be friends. the Beatles. Um, love Baloo. I also love... Do you this, remember Tailspin? This song with King Louie in there is really good, too. Remember Tailspin? I love Tailspin. Yeah, right? Yes, with the I, I mean, that's and, Baloo, right? They even yeah. call him Baloo. Oh, yeah. And Shere Khan is like an executive in there. I loved DuckTales. That was yeah. my jam. And, and the snake was always... The snake was pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, DuckTales was my he, favorite he's of... Voice, voiced by a really famous guy. That of just the, the Disney shows. Yeah. I love Uncle Scrooge. Although that crap would be frowned on nowadays, because, uh, you know... Because you know he's, he's a one percenter. It's rich people. He's <laughs> a one percenter swimming in gold. I hate all this PC crap. Anyway, it's true. Jungle Book had a sequel. I even like Quackpack. Quackpack was okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it was good. We just it's just not spoken of very highly now, which is sad. No, but I just love like Huey, Dewey, and Louie and their adventures. Jungle Book did have a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um. Once again, largely a rehash of the first story arc. So you really don't learn anything except that he brings his gal pal into the mix this time. Okay. I'm yeah. sure Khan is still doing his thing. Um, not bad. Not really worth watching. They did capture the the animation style, the lines. Mm-hmm. They captured the spirit of it. Again, it's pretty impressive considering these are 50 years after the fact. I also um, noticed instantly that the snake... Is the voice of Winnie the Pooh? Yes, that's what I was saying. Is that famous guy who voice? He has yeah, a yeah. lot of voices. I just, yeah. The second uh, I heard the snake, I'm like, oh, that's Winnie the Pooh. Oh, well, Winnie the Pooh. Now you know what he would be like if he was on Satan's side. <laughs> In the new movie, only had one scene with the snake, which bummed me out. Whatever has less of Scarlett Johansson is fine with me. Oh, harshness! I am very harsh, even if she's a snake. Yeah, I know but she's a snake. The only good part uh, in comparison was um the. They kill Shere Khan in a more believable way than like tying a, f- a fire to his tail and, and him making running. him run away. Yeah, he 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 doesn't die. Yeah, yeah. So it was a better away. it was a better battle scene, like hmm. Mowgli and climbing a tree, and he kind of sets a trap. And spoilers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, like I've never seen the movie. Yeah, the find, finds a way to. Okay, the aristocrats. Now that's uh, like a a really dirty joke that Gilbert Godfrey tells. Right. <laughs> it's that movie was like Lady in the Tramp. It was garbage. However, everybody yeah, wants to hey be everybody. Yeah. That song is so. That's like one of my top ten Disney songs. That that's song literally incredible. All I remember from it is because they go one story yeah, down after in. another. Um, they had uh, two pretty famous, two or three pretty famous guys do that at the time. Um, they're like bluesy singers, and they. I love that sequence. The rest of the movie, I. Yeah. If this tells you anyway, I have I generally have a pretty good memory. I watched that movie maybe six months ago, and I don't remember most of it. That's, That's how what fleeting I was say. it was. What was it even about? Were it they was, like it was Duchess? But the they cat were sort of blue collar homeless by cats. Zsa Zsa Gabor. Weren't they alley cats? Or no, only O'Malley was the alley cat, hmm. and 
Jaja Duchess so was and her... A, it was an Irish metaphor. <laughs> Duchess and her kittens were kind of stolen away by the butler, and anyways, they'll end up finding a home in the end. It was a uh, more musically inclined Lady and the Tramp kind of thing. It was like Lady yeah. and the Tramp with cats, and it was very disappointing. It was kind of abysmal. Um, and uh, remind me, any human characters? The butler. The butler. Yeah, okay. essentially. And other uh, animals? Um, Aren't there mice characters? There's other cats. Um, it's just it's mainly. Uh, it, that's what, it's so weird because, like I said, I have a good memory and I don't remember a lot of that movie. Like it was very yeah. uneventful. It also doesn't say up front that it's based on anything. Uh, probably so. based on something. Not good. Love Robin Hood. Robin Hood is one of my oh, top ten. It's good. It's very, very good. The music is good. I love the music. I love the fight scenes in there. I love Robin Hood's character. It was one of the few romances I actually cared about. Because I'm not big on romances in movies. But this one I actually cared about because I felt like her and or Robin Hood and Maid Marian had had a history. And it's been so long since they've been together that you really felt with them. Roger when Miller when they is were, the guy. Back together. Yeah, he did the music. Um, I love Little John, who's essentially... Little John is essentially Blue the Bear. I love the fights. I love... uh, And how dark is that, like, in in Nottingham? Like, when they're in the prison? Yeah, that's amazing, Yeah. That imagery is so good. It's so good. And And it's the... uh, what, What is that bird that... The vulture? No, no. Bird with really tall legs... And he, he plays the... He's like Roger Miller playing... He, he's a rooster. Rooster. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. He's the storyteller. He's the yeah. narrator. Fuck, Robin Hood's um, good. One of my favorite scenes ever in any Disney movie, for so many reasons, Friar Tuck is the greatest in this movie. He's oh, basically like man. an anti-taxation. He finally has it up to here with the Sheriff of Nottingham <laughs> in his church... He's just like, get out of my church, and just gets a stick and starts beating on it. Yeah. It's amazing. And all it's animal a, characters. No no, no humans. They're no all humans. animals. Properly done. And, uh, animal characters, because they're Lady, way Lady Cluck. <laughs> oh, I know. She's great. <laughs> she's a non-annoying female character. She's kind of a mother a mother hen, if you will, to um, yeah, literally. Marian, and she tackles all those hippos down. The archery contest is a great scene. Yeah, there's so much good in that movie. I can't even... Love it. It's a good follow-up to Jungle Book. Yeah, it's one of the better ones afterward. But yeah, there's not enough good things to say about that movie. It's incredible. Love it. Uh, we're going to skip, skip Winnie the Pooh. Because it's a short. I didn't watch it. Aside from when I did as a kid. Even though... Um, no, I, w- I was just thinking like... You know how like the Sherman Brothers did a lot of the music? Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember like what they did. And I remembered that they did like the... The Winnie the Pooh song. Yeah, the anthem. Which... Anthem. <laughs> like it's it was deep in the hundred acre woods yeah, where Christopher the, Robin plays. The main theme. Yeah. Which so I was just curious point. when they came onto the scene. They're old. Yeah, and they're they're like so freaking iconic. Those guys. Oh, Mary Poppins is when they came onto the scene. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. Jungle Book. I mean, that's how you know. Sword in the Stone, Mary Poppins, Jungle Book. 
These were the go-to guys. Oh, parent Trap, of course. Now it this makes sense. This was before Ashman and, and Howard. Hmm. So, good guys. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Love so those he guys. he was their predecessor. Interesting. The Sherman Brothers. There's a great uh, documentary called The Boys. That's all about them. Hmm. Rescuers. I love the Rescuers. Haven't seen them in a really long time. Uh, I wasn't so big on this one. Um... I like I like Mouse Worlds. I really I think. I, really <laughs> I don't know why. I thought the characters are flat. Um, Bernard. I like the way they travel Bianca. though, in the quote unquote unquote Mouse World you're talking about. I yeah. like how they integrated that with like the UN and their own version yeah, of the UN. Yeah, that's that, it was that's the part that sticks out. Not so much um, the swamp stuff at the end with. I thought that was very bland. I got so. Who is this lady? Like I have no. I don't yeah. know her name. I just know that she's an effing psychopath that is clearly not married. And has a lot of problems British going into her psyche. Yeah, and I, he's trying to rescue her, right? For some reason, she has Bianca. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like holding her ransom. It, was, it just wasn't anything. Um, I think the sequel is better. Much better. Yeah. Down Under is much. John better. Candy was the. Uh, it was the just, bird. It was just a, a nicer setting and a better villain. That was Dario. It was like they're like trappers in Africa. Australia. Australia, sorry. <laughs> right. Hey, they both end in A's. No, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that I just felt like there was more at stake in the rescuers. I just like, who wants to save this brat? I don't, I don't know who this girl is. Like, there was just nothing, there was nothing timely there. It wasn't, wasn't that great to me, but. It's like uh, the only one that got a theatrical sequel. But the mouse, the mouse world, you're right. Like, that's interesting. Yeah, I remember that, and even like the like the sardine can on a on a bird or you know whatever. Like their bed was a sardine can. I just enjoyed that sort of stuff. Yeah, good imagery. Fox and the Hound. I haven't seen in ages. Don't like it. Very overrated. Ten worst. It was just. Oh, sorry. Let's say this. Um, Rescuers good mix because they're. Um, it's an animal, but it's a human animal. Sorry, anthropomorphic animal, not an animal in a human world, if that makes sense. They're mice that wear human clothes. They're not like Bambi and Dumbo or Lady and the Tramp. Got it. Where they're naked animals in a human world. Got it. Yes. Yes. So. Understood. Uh, sorry, Fox and the Hound. What were you saying? Not that great. One of my ten worst. Yeah. Um, very flat. Bottom ten. Stories basically non-existent like it's basically some mishaps and miscommunications because a fox is being a fox and a dog is being a dog there's nothing special about it that also had a sequel one of them get in the bear trap kind of yeah there they had a a sequel um to that which is essentially the same story um i don't even remember much about it like that's how bland it was it the same scenes of a of them playing in the forest just keep playing in my mind because that's basically what the what both movies are. It was yeah. nothing. This is known as like a big classic to people and I have no idea why. It's very flat. It, and Disney was known to sort of struggle in the 80s. Because that's... Is, that's this is the beginning. This is what I call... I mean, that's why they call it the Disney Renaissance in the 90s. Because the Dark cause... Age was... <laughs> the Dark Age basically, for me, started uh, right at the end of the 70s and up until um, 1990, 1991. But... Because I uh, share disdain for a certain movie that most people love. <laughs> the uh, the Black Cauldron, 1985, uh, I thought was weak, yeah. Lackluster. The strangest Disney movie of them all. It really is. Um, 
There it's is, it's cool looking, but it's not a full idea. Yes, aside from the animation and the setting in this movie, there is almost no redeeming value. The characters are weak. Now, I'm going to sound really sadistic here, okay? <laughs> okay. But there's a really fucking annoying character in this movie. He looks like a little like Ewok bear thing. Yeah. An annoying voice. That was weird. He was terrible. He was annoying. And near the end, he dies. And I was so happy. <laughs> I found him so annoying. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, the annoying like Ewok ripoff Now I'm is into gone. this movie, finally. But then, but then he gets resurrected at the end. And then I hated the movie even more. Because <laughs> oh. he got resurrected. <laughs> but uh, interesting imagery, but it may as well have just been like a short comic book or something versus a movie. It, I could see why Disney disowned it. It was really... Yeah. Wow. It was um, um if if I sort of remember correctly there is more competition at this time. You have Hanna-Barbera becoming successful. You have animation on TV mm-hmm. and um different companies not just like Looney Tunes, but um well, that would certainly make sense because there's a there's a, like a giant That was part. People were able to do it as cheap as Disney and and have success. 80% of the quality for 50% like, of the cost. Um, the Secret of the Nymph, yeah, Dom that, Bluth, that, that's, Anastasia, right? Those Dom Bluth movies. Much, very similar to... Uh, Those are at the same the time and Hanna-Barbera, and that provided some competition. And that also explains why there's such big gaps between these movies, too. There's four-year gaps versus the annual to biannual gaps. There's a really strange time. It was around the time I was born. It's probably my fault. And also, what basically got them out of this hump... Ron Clements and John Musker, who mm-hmm. I love. I've met John Musker before. He's this a great guy. Is, this is their first together, But this right? was... It was people at Cal Arts um, was just starting up as a school. And there was a whole class that came out of Cal Arts that was like Tim Burton, John Musker, Ron Clements, um, Brad Bird, hmm. who did the, uh, the Iron Giants. Hmm. And they they all like worked for Disney. Right out of mm-hmm. CalArts. So you had a first generation of filmmakers that like had gone to college for it. And like were, were trained in it. Because yeah, I see Reitman's no longer... Reitherman, sorry, is uh, no longer credited. So I guess this was their first. And The Greatest Mouse Detective was pretty good. Yeah, my, I mean, I think my favorite Disney team is the, the Musker Clemens team, for sure. I think well, it's the best team. and um, The Great Mouse Detective is next one on the list, and also their first, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, very good. Love the imagery. Love the characters. Love I love Sherlock Holmes. Love that so he's an asshole character. This is a... Uh, Freaking Mouse World, I'm telling you. <laughs> they like the Mouse World. Mouse World is the best. <laughs> but it's good. It, it definitely works. Um, I love Sherlock Holmes, so this was an obvious... Going to be love a, the show house. an obvious like for me. Um all, Toby the dog. Oliver and Company. I hate Oliver and Company. And, wait, Sorry. Can, so are we talking about Go Great ahead. Mouse? Good. Um, the he's like such a dick to the girl. You know, and I just love how yeah, crazy he, he was. We'll set the trap off now. Yeah, he's not polite. That's like, that's there Sherlock was Holmes. no one like Basil before Basil because he because he was in these Disney movies. He was big. Ba- he's almost an antihero. He was based off Sherlock Holmes, who was an antihero. Yeah, and is very much the same way. He's he's basically a very high functioning sociopath. It's the exact term he uses, and he has very yeah. very disregard. He has a lot of disregard for politeness, social convention, and just generally being nice. And you see that reflected in a Disney way 
in this yeah, movie. Exactly. It is interesting to watch, and it is a different character. I do and like the it. the edginess. I love the, right. like, the fat um, uh, Watson character. Yeah. And the... There's no fat shaming yet. <laughs> and even, like, they go to a burlesque, a burlesque right. show, and, and the mouse smoke. is like, let me be good to you. Yeah. And, you know? And they're smoking. And Radigan. Oh, Radigan is so good. And the and, trap. And it's very... I like it. It is a beautiful setting. It's a mature it had, setting. It had teeth. And yet a kid's movie. I liked it a lot. Um, followed by... Oliver f- and Company. That movie makes me angry. <laughs> I was mad watching this movie because I thought it was such trash. It However, is. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I, I, uh, even though Cheech Marin is really funny in this movie, I just couldn't stand <laughs> it. Um, I thought, what's her name? That dog that just sings about herself is the worst. The music, I know, I think Jessica Garcia is going to shoot me for this, but the music <laughs> I just thought was not good. Um, I really remember that one. I'm in Central Park. There's really just the villain was okay. It's rough, and I I have read Oliver Twist, so technically I've read two books <laughs> that, that these movies were based on. It just wasn't. This is the most loosest, um, loosest of the adaptions. Oh, I'm to sure. To say this is inspired like, by Oliver it's Twist. It's in New York, and it's that's animals, a big so it's stretch. Really just not. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I was not right. impressed at all, and of course. Ugh, this next stretch. The Little Mermaid, though. Oh, can I say about Great Mouse Detective? Yes. It was the first movie to use some CGI in their sequences. During the clock Computer, battle? They're in the clock battle. All the gears changing. Hmm. It was one of the first meldings of... Good sequence. I remember that. That final fight was a really good... Yeah. It was almost like a boss fight in a video game because it had like thought behind it. It was yeah, that was very good. Yeah, one of the first meldings huh. of that. Yeah, oh. Little Mermaid, um what did they know? The Dawn of a New Age. Kicks off the Disney Renaissance. Much to your chagrin, I'm I, sure. I would argue that uh the rescuers down under kicks off the <laughs> kicks Disney Renaissance. Off. But you'll just, just skip past Mer- that. The, the reason why people like the Little Mermaid so much. If the Little Mermaid had bad music people would not say that it started off the Renaissance because that movie right. is not good. It just isn't. It isn't good. It's yeah. not good. No, it, it is because of the music. Yes. The Little Mermaid is not a good movie. I'm going to say that one more time. The <laughs> Little Mermaid is not a good movie. I don't care what anybody says. But it's it not. targets little girls successfully. Yeah, and turns them into horrible people that we see nowadays. We're still paying for that as a generation, by the way. <laughs> so All these little aerials that want more. It's the first collaboration of Howard Ashman. It's Clemens. It's Musker, Ash, and Ashman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see why... The dream team. The animation and the music definitely had oomph. That's for damn sure. Um, the story made me want to throw up. Um, the Probably the worst thing about Little Mermaid, the thing that made me hate it even more... By the way, I love the song... Um, uh, obviously, Part of Your World is a classic, and Under the Sea is a classic. They're, they're, they're well yeah. done. Um, Ursula's song... Oh. It's really good. It's just it's just good music. It's a really Poor interesting song. Unfortunate soul. Yeah, and her lyrics her lyrics are pretty amazing in that. It's it's just it's an interesting number, and I, I really liked it. The imagery during that scene was particularly good with all the souls in the wall as like eels oh, attached the to the rocks. Yeah, love it. And I think three of the songs were nominated for Oscars. I don't blame them. One of them won. Kiss the Girl was nominated. You have Alan Menken and Howard Ashman teaming up, you know, for the first time. The, the music was good. The movie was bad. Yes. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> Ariel is terrible. She's not as terrible as Tinkerbell, 
but she's pretty terrible. Um, the thing but that Scuttle is funny. One's the thing that's the nail in the coffin for me in Little Mermaid is the two sequels I had to sit through. Oh yeah, okay, those sucked, and I'm just gonna sucked. Just not even just bitchy whiny. All right, well, what was the second one about? Ariel. They had one that was kind of a prequel. Like a midquel prequel. I thought okay. she has a daughter. It was about that's the Little Mermaid too. Okay. Where they do have a daughter and she has a calling to the sea and she gets mixed up in all this garbage. It's totally unbelievable, and it's nonsense how someone would be stupid enough to let their kid wander into the ocean. <laughs> it yeah. just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, they tried to do a music thing, just wasn't good. Again, Ariel is just not a good character. So the sequel is largely based on their character. Eric is just a plastic Ken doll. He just kind of smiles and says, whatever you like, honey. Like, during the entire... T- it's just it's just a bad sequel. The prequel has to do more with her sisters and how they don't get along um, because she's always late to practice. And it's, it just... It's like... A, it just becomes like a, a, a girl show. And it's just... Yeah. They were not good she at all. Um, the Little Mermaid will always be one of my most hated and possibly most overrated Disney film. That's fair. I can't stand it. I feel like in the book she like she didn't lose her voice or something, or she didn't get. I don't know. I don't remember anything about the book. I just remember how much I hated the movie, and I still hate the movie. We touched on the Rescuers on Under. Good, love that. Good film. Mm-hmm. Very solid. Love the computer animation in that. It's very subtle. It's that uh, tracking uh, that um, trapping vehicle yeah. that he has. Very well that had done. some sweet scope to it. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of good scope in that movie as far as um, they actually had stakes this time. Like, they were, you felt danger. I never felt danger in the first one. I felt mm. danger in this one, being in the outback and whatnot. Um, I, liked, I liked it a lot. It was good. Oh, man. Then we get to the super magnum opus of everything. <laughs> the t- the t- <laughs> I think these three in a row... Yeah, yeah. Are they, just pretty damn. I'm not huge in the third, but I agree with you. There's that's a that's a triple hit right there. Yeah, I mean, Beauty and the Gary Beast. Trousdale and Kirk Wise, Beauty and the Beast, or you know, two other juggernauts. It's the best film they've made to date out of <laughs> all of them because I've seen all of them. Um, and this, I think, this is the first time producer Don Hahn worked on it. Yeah. I have zero complaints about this movie. Zero. As annoying as Belle was at times, it was forgivable. Um, I thought the most interesting part about this movie was that the townspeople ended up being the villain versus just Gaston, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Um, The music is pretty flawless. I love Be Our Guest for many reasons. I love the computer animation there. I love the showcasing... I love with Stockholm all the dancing syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Okay, well that's that's it's a little different. <laughs> I don't know if that's away. exactly a, um, but the imagery in the castle before it transforms and the West Wing looks creepy as hell. Oh. Uh, no useless characters. A lot of characters, but no useless characters. Gotta love it. Yeah, Gaston is an interesting guy. Um, it was a return to like the fairy tale idea. Combined with just amazing music. Yeah, that and Little Mermaid was the first time they'd done that for a while, but it's very successful and they do it extremely well. And this yeah. is this was like the Mankin and Ashman back on music. Top, 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 top. The ballroom sequence. It's just Which the, is another example of using CGI. 
Yeah. In, in that in, dance. In, Tales yeah, as the background with 2D animation. The fight with... Looked amazing. The fight with the wolves was yeah. great. Um, his voice acting... Gaston. Is just... Like the way they bicker back and the forth. The creepy Undertaker guy. When she's cleaning his wound, it's just... <laughs> Oh yeah, the the loony bin, the guy who's the loony bin guy. <laughs> um, but even like her father's contraption came back into the story. Yeah, Philippe was good as a horse. Lumiere. Lumiere is great. Um, Hogsworth. My favorite battle scene in any movie is from Beauty and the Beast. On the rooftop. Well, that and also inside when they all the things oh, yeah. ambush the townspeople. But the best part about that, because it's nuanced, is that they're actually replaying Be Our Guest during the fight, which I thought was pretty cool. You're, you're right. It That just kind of adds a, a funny flair to it. Um, I love the Fuck, it's big, the big uh, armor doing karate moves. and uh, My favorite part is when they're chasing the dog that's a footstool into the kitchen and the stove is in there to scare him and all the knives pop out. I mean, it's just <laughs> all that stuff's so good. And the fight with uh, the beast, you actually see blood from the knife when he stabs the beast. Yeah. And the Beast owns him pretty badly, but... Um, and there's some CGI, like in Be Our Guest, they, like, they show the all the plates. Yeah, and the chandelier. You know. Yeah, yeah. it's just... there's really I cool. just have no complaints about that movie. It's so good. Um, it's not corny. It's not cheesy. People grow. There's a lot of character growth in that movie. A lot. Um, complete yeah. turnaround for the Beast. Bell song is amazing. There's just, yeah, there's a lot to it. Um, this movie had kind of a half sequel, which was like a, during Christmas, like during winter, they kind of oh, did yeah. a midquel. It was basically nothing. It was like a giant organ that was trying to tell the beast that, like, she doesn't love you and yeah. keeping him in the, in the room. It was really ridiculous. <laughs> it was total nonsense. There must be something there that wasn't there before. Oh, man. But, yeah, that movie... Um, Still today is the best they've ever done. And we've we've seen the trope of the, the I Want song that you mentioned. <laughs> Ooh, I Want More. That but, I Hate. Yes. Well, it's it's a common trope in stories, but Ashman and Mencken were the king of, like, putting that in song form in your first act. Mm. And they said the purpose of that is so we we root for the character to get what they want and we're sort yeah, of on or the page. some sort of development. I agree. I, I, I think it's okay. But Beauty it, did it better than Mermaid did it. That's right. And this is I was, I was gonna say it, Beauty Beauty World is, is so is, damn good is, though. Is, is, is much more <laughs> that's such a good song. She's much more relatable in that sense where she's been reading books all the time, so she has ideas and she wonders about the outside world. Okay, sure, whatever. But but she's also willing to work. She gets thrown in jail. Yeah. Essentially. And she's also willing to work and serve and show she cares. And then she's later rewarded with what she wants. It's a very different story arc than mm-hmm. Ariel, who's like, I want to I wanna be where the people are. <laughs> we both love Aladdin. Walking, dancing. Sorry, I hate that. Um, I love Aladdin. It's the oh, funniest yeah. of all the Disney movies. It has... The some, best of Musker and Clemens. Yeah, the, the writing is outstanding. It has some of the best music of any of these movies. It's really catchy. Um, the sequence when he's lady, leaving the Cave of Wonders mm-hmm. is a really, for the time, it was like a really good use of computer. It was just really nice to oh, look yeah. at. Love the carpet. Arabian Nights. Nice. Love the genie. A big stretch for them doing like a Middle Eastern set. 
thing, but well, this, still very fun. This is very... before a certain event happened ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. But, but, but had had a good source material. Yeah, I I love the Sultan. He's a good character. Jasmine um, is is not a, a bad princess. Milf. She doesn't have a kid. <laughs> well, what's the matter with you? Future Milf. Um, Jasmine isn't a Ingrid in voice casting. Yes. Robin Williams, for, for, Gilbert Gottfried. For, for both singing and, and yeah. <laughs> regular voice acting, yeah. Um, Jasmine's not a bad princess. Mm-hmm. She accepts her role, but she doesn't want to be forced into marriage, and she's getting tired of being cooped up in the palace. I get it. And they, she and Aladdin meet on the same level. I get it. It works. It's okay. She's not like a horrible spoiled brat like the rest of them. Yeah. Um, and, and it just stands out because of Robin and his... Improvision and how they would animate the little cameos. So good, like fabulous. I love the feathers. It was like Joan Rivers. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it is William F. Buckley and his Jack Nicholson, and and you had never like in the time period none of that makes sense, right? (laughs) It's it's ancient times. Beyond that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that was really really good. But it's like we can literally we have a genie that can do anything, and and we can animate anything. I love Jafar. It's, the, it's such a good use of animation because you just let your imagination run wild and you have a, a reason that you can show sure. anything you want to show. There's a lot of possibilities because you can do whatever. Yeah. It's, 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 it's neat. Jafar was a good character. And I have seen these sequels, Return of Jafar. Those are the best sequels of them all. Because I they, think so. Because they actually, there's two of them and they actually continue and, the uh, story. The, the King of Thieves, And right? then he meets his father. So yeah. it's like an actual worthy progression to a story i was really impressed by the sequels i was yeah I like pissed that robin williams didn't do the genie for the middle film but he came back but for the he third came back one, for yeah. the last one which was nice uh luckily not much was lost um aladdin is great it'll forever be something i i will remember the jokes and the lines yeah. always aladdin's top five i just oh yeah there's very very little they could have done to ever improve something like that no, I like The Lion King a lot. You, not so much. Not so much. I freaking... Yet another. Let's chalk up another. What's the tally up to now? Yet another spoiled brat who wants more. I know, but he's a kid, and it's, like, excusable, and it, like, nope. isn't as big of a deal. Nope. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, nothing is excusable about him. <sighs> nothing. <laughs> However, Darth Vader is what his father. on this, yeah. And that does make things a little better. They love Nathan Lane... Matthew Broderick, yeah. Rick Castle, right? Yeah, uh, the three hyenas too. Cheech Marin once again coming back, and then oh, Ricky Goldberg. Yeah, yeah uh, great, phenomenal cast. Love that it's Hamlet. Hamlet's my favorite Shakespeare play. That's one reason I like it so much. The evil uncle that tries to kill him tries to usurp the throne. Yeah, makes for a good story, but they made it different enough. Uh, I love, love that it's all animals. The um, the music in this is great. Of course, and John had a handle, but do you know who did the symphonic score? Who? Hans Zimmer. That's right. Fucking Hans this Zimmer. This is my first ever experience with Hans, Hans Zimmer. And that is my favorite movie composer by far. Oh, yeah. It's so, in my top five for music. Uh, just really good all around. Yeah. I love the last fight when Rafiki becomes Bruce Lee. And, <laughs> yeah. It's um, a favorite. There's weight when Scar love and Circle of Life. Simba duel. Timon and Pumbaa are kind of... Love. Ah, Savannah. <laughs> All right, don't, don't quit your day job. Uh, I love Timon and Pumbaa as characters, even though they kind of don't make sense in the story because they're kind of like, hey, folk responsibility. Like, it's just not... <laughs> I'm for it. It didn't hit. 
I know you're for it, but it's... LaVufasa in the sky. It just didn't make, uh... With the stars. Yeah, Darth Vader. He came yeah. back in his force form and... <laughs> remember true. who you are. This I did have the pleasure of seeing in the theater when they re-released it. This is the first... And this, I saw Beauty and the Beast in the theater when they re-released it. This and Aladdin the first it. ones I remember in the theater. Oh, really? So you're... You were pretty young. I saw the re-release, like, a few years ago. I didn't see oh, okay. him in the original run. Oh, oh, okay. I saw him in the original The first run. movie I saw in the theater was Toy Story in 95. Well, that's a hell of a way to start. <laughs> that's really good. Um, I'll take the rain on this. Pocahontas? Wait, The Lion King had... Oh, sorry. <laughs> there's one and a half, which technically doesn't count, because it's... Oh, yeah. Pumbaa just... Never saw him. Timon just uh, sort of recapping what happened in Lion King in the middle. The Lion King 2 so was actually okay. It was a decent progression of the story. And it Did that come out recently? Dealt with their kids? No. Well, 2002, was... 2003. There was one that like just came out. No, was that Simba's Pride? Yes. Right, okay. Yeah. That deals with yeah. Scar's kid and Simba's kid sort of trying to mend ways as far as the, the Pride of the Lion goes. Um... It was actually fairly well done. I liked it. There was a lot more character. Simba. There was a lot more character to those two kids than there was to Simba. I mean, young Simba versus mm. Matthew Broderick Simba. Um, the Lion Guard is what I was thinking of. Just came out like a month ago. What? Yeah. Oh, it's a series. That's what it is. Oh, jeez. Don't scare me. I'm like, do I have to watch a third sequel to The Lion <laughs> King? Oh, my God. That's what it is. I'm like, Lion Guard something. It's a midquel, I see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, but Lion King two is okay. It was it's it's okay. worth a watch just to see what yeah. happens after you learn more a little more about Scar's family or Scar's part of the pride, which is interesting. Uh, wasn't bad, worth watching. I don't like Lion King that much, but it wasn't a bad film. It just it seems like in this era, there's a more international flavor of multicultural. Oh, they're going we're, for it. We're doing Middle East. They're we're going doing for every, Africa. Every region of the world. You know, so they get, I mean, even Rescuers was Australia. Yeah, and being the beast of France, and Pocahontas was um, in good old America. No, Pocahontas I like because of the music. It's very earnest, has amazing music. Um, there's just no real villain aside from like we don't understand each other. Yeah. It's the just, natives and the white men. They tried to make John sort Smith's of a clash. troop leader like this evil capitalist and it really wasn't oh, that yeah. great. Like, that's not a villain, guys. He's just a settler. It's just, they just tried to make him really like, but we're here to rape and reap and rape. It's like, guys, yeah. come on. It's so heavy-handed. But you're right. There is no clear well, the, villain. The Disney ideology is, is sort of this um, romantic view of American history and so they couldn't villainize him that much. Yeah, I, I guess I can understand. It was um, like they accidentally injured. They're, they're treating it. Injured Cocoaum. They, they, they treated it. They treated it. Yeah. It was like the plot. They treated it with quote unquote sensitivity. Cocoaum. Uh, they went a little easy on certain things. Um, but Pocahontas is like the most attractive. One of the most attractive. Okay. The Disney characters. I agree with you, she's but I'm not. Milf. If she was a real person, sure. But I get what you're saying. Uh, Colors of the Wind was good. Um, oh man! I felt there was some good setting in there. Now I saw the sequel. I saw Pocahontas too, and what pissed me off about the first Pocahontas is it didn't show her going back to England. So I felt mm -hmm. the same sort of 
annoyance you felt in the new Jungle Book movie when you didn't see him go into the man village. Okay. Like, what the hell did she go back? And, I mean, that's nonsense. We know she goes back. And the second one, they rectify that. And the second one very much successfully captured the spirit of the first one. An animation style, voice, the songs are okay. But the thing that disappoints me about the second one, because she returns, she goes to England and stays to live, is she falls in love with somebody aside from John Smith. So they basically yeah. end their romance, like in the first part of the film, and you never see him again. And this is like one of the only else. things based on a true story. Yes. So that's why they... But it was really like, oh, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> you wanted her to be with John Smith, but anyway. That's Minor true. Thing. I'd like to see the sequel to, to because it is based on a true story. That would be... Yeah, it does show her going back to England and how she has to adapt. That was interesting. It was interesting to watch. Um, yeah, all in all, pretty good movie. Not their best. Pretty good. I enjoyed watching yeah. it. And Alan Menken's back as music, doing a great job. Of course. Mill Gibson. Pretty much everything he does is awesome. Christian Bale did a voice, really? I think he was... I don't remember who he was. Excellent. Music. Cocoum. Who was Cocoum? Oh, no. <laughs> you accidentally injured Batman. What are you going to do? How terrible. I liked Miko and the bird. Yeah, they weren't annoying. They were oh, good They were good animal companions. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. We should probably... Okay, fine. You have to go. Is that what you're saying? Oh, Lord Jesus. This is like another hour's worth. Why don't we... i tell you what. Why don't we cut it off at the 21st century? Because that's technically when all the... Com- <laughs> that's when the computer animation... The 3D animation starts anyway. Okay. That makes sense to me. So how many more do we have? Four. Okay. We'll do that. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. When I, I saw this as a child, I cried like a little bitch multiple times. Why? It was traumatizing. You don't have to make yourself sound so weak. You just say you cried. It's okay. <laughs> it was like the most depressing sad thing I've ever seen. But that's as a child. That's understandable because the themes in this movie carry yeah. some pretty heavy weight like outcast because of ugliness and the struggles that this poor guy endures. Yeah. The ugly guy's the hero? And what? He, and he technically doesn't gain Trousdale, the guy who did Beauty and the Beast. He doesn't gain his love in the end. Like he doesn't gain the person he loves. He answers a friend. He answers a friend. But who is great in this but, and but so nice? What 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 kind of ending is it for a hero movie to be friend zoned? <laughs> you know yeah, like, ouch. That's terrible. It's a real life. But the music in this movie, I'd never seen it until until like three or four months ago, or mm-hmm. whenever I talked to you about watching it. The music is good. The setting is wonderful. The animation, the use of color, yeah. the sequence when what's his name's talking about like his lust for Esmeralda was really intense, but also very well done. The um, prince character was really good. The prince, yes. There's Sanctuary. Like, it's it's. There's nothing bad about Jason that movie. Alexander. <laughs> like I was always wondering what was going to happen if this guy's really going to get what he wants or not, or if he's just going to be ostracized. Like the movie really kept me going. It wasn't that predictable because I thought it would be predictable, and it wasn't. Um, I love the gargoyles; they're pretty good. They're not that funny, but they're—I get like they're his only companions. So yeah, they got to be in there. You have um, to anthropomorphize something. That movie—I don't know how—but that movie also got a sequel. There was a Hunchback of Notre Dame too, <laughs> and. It dealt with largely the same thing. It was basically Esmeralda and whatever, like, getting together and getting married and whatnot. And then he finally meets someone. Like some, mm. I don't even some remember. Some blind chick. 
<laughs> that's that. Close. It's a blonde chick, but... No, I think she does mean a blind chick. Is she... Wait, is she blind? I think so. Wait a second. That's... How did I not remember that? That's too funny. <laughs> they they pulled a Fantastic Four, The Thing, sort no, of. No, I'm dying. you got to be kidding me. No, I think that would, uh... I mean, I guess she would still fill the hump. <laughs> okay. That can go many ways. <laughs> what, so... What's her name? Madeline? Okay. He sees Madeline, firing assistant. Mm. Oh no, she runs away. She's not blind. Okay, I was just saying, I would remember that. <laughs> that would be funny. What's up with the girl that's blind? Oh, I guess that's a fitting ending. <laughs> like, that sucks. But they kind of get to know each other because they meet at a circus and she's part of the troupe and he's trying to, her, her magician guy that oh, she's so working she's for also is trying free. to swindle her. Well, yeah, she was, was a true. gypsy. But um, it was interesting, but it just wasn't anything close at all to the first. The first one was just outstanding. Yeah. It was really good. I mean, Trousdale. Here we go. Oh, I love Hercules. Queer Hercules. Hercules is great, and it was it was the last hurrah of, of Clemens Musker before they did Princess and the Frog. Um, it's... Uh, it's a Superman story set in Greece. This is like... Yeah. They did this for boys. Um, this is a superhero movie. It's, it's an interesting... Because... I'm not sure why yeah, they I love chose... the music. I'm not sure why they chose... Um, I believe that's... I love the, the Greek chorus and doing gospel songs. Yeah, I believe that's Mencken still, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, really good soundtrack. Um, Zero to Hero Some is my favorite... fun songs. My favorite track oh, yeah. in that whole thing. And there's jokes about merchandising and... Um, I was really confused at first why they called this movie Hercules and not Heracles, because Heracles is his Greek name, Hercules is his Roman name. Oh, interesting. So I'm not sure, unless I'm somehow wrong, but... Well, that's a major flaw, that's... They probably just did it for popularity. Like yeah. Maybe kids are like, wait a second, is it Heracles or is it Hercules? Like, to just <laughs> confuse them or something. Had to Americanize the pronunciation. But it was an okay movie. I think I liked it more just because uh, I like Greek mythology. Um, but it was an interesting film adaptation. I liked the Chiron or the goat that that uh, trains him. Um, what's her name? The chick had oh, no yeah. character whatsoever. No, Megan. No, Meg is great. No, she's terrible. I completely disagree. She had no character. She's like, I'm going to sit here and look good and trap him for Hades. No, her. Oh, I fell in love with him. Now we're happily ever after. Like it was no, so dumb. That was so good. No, it was garbage. It's like I, I can't admit. No way, no how. I won't H- say I'm in love. Hades was a good character. He was James Woods. That I mean, that guy was really entertaining just to listen to. Yeah, it was. It was okay. It had a really it had a, a unique animation style because all these the previous movies were kind of going more real, like more real proportions, and the characters in this movie were like square and jagged, kind of like the Roman designs of the time and. Or like the the nine muses, how they like had huge hips and huge hair. Like a lot, there's more exaggerated features, but it's okay. It worked because we're talking <laughs> about a hero film, so there's going to be exaggerated. I gotta features. stand by Meg. She was different than than a regular princess. You know, she was she had bad motives using him. She was trying to get free. She really? was. She, he was sort of the the innocent one that like his needed his mind to be saved. She was like smarter and. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, no, that's like her, her saving grace, but she's surely not a princess, and I stand by her remaining in Hades for all eternity. Oh, no. And I I love sort of the, the he's a messianic figure, and sort of the parallels uh, of him sacrificing himself, mm-hmm. and that's how he gets his god status, it, it was a he little dies. Bit, it was a little bit too uh, you know. Samson-y for me, but I get what you're, <laughs> I get what you're saying, that's all right. Like, that's the real emotional climax is him diving into the well of souls and getting her out, and then he becomes a god because he does the sacrifice. I like the part where Meg dies. Just kidding. That was a dream <laughs> I had. Um, the only complaint is that he takes care of, you know, the all the creatures too quickly. Yeah, his... Uh... His feats go by in the span of one zero to hero song. <laughs> but it's okay. At least you get no, to I'm see No, I'm talking him. about at, at the end when it's like the tornado guy and the lava guy. Oh, the titans. The titans. Oh, okay. That was a pretty quick victory. Yeah, there was... He grabs uh, the tornado guy and sucks them all up and throws them into the universe. There was not really much of a <laughs> not much of a build up there. And all they had to do to fix that was he goes... Uh, you go to zoo. Like, you, you free everyone... Yeah, and then have the gods fight the titans. And then have like them they fight the, in the old days. That's you. Could, it was yeah. an easy fix. That would have been a neat battle scene too. Yeah, just see Ares and Zeus and Neptune go in there and start. Exactly, go up there, the free them all from jail. Yeah, and then defeat the titans. Somewhat disappointing. Good movie though. Good music. But, it was a good watch. Uh, this time didn't have a sequel. It had a uh, TV show which I didn't touch. So, yes. Mulan. My favorite of the new ones. Oh, man. Love Mulan. Mulan is the greatest. Partially because I love Chinese history and Some culture. Some of the best music. Uh, the music is great. I'll Make a Man Out of You is yeah, one of my favorite song. songs. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, and then... The, uh, Captain Ed, Li Shang. Ed, Eddie Murphy is the dragon is great. Um, <laughs> she's the best... She's Damn, the best you. princess of all time. Yes. She's better than everybody. She sacrifices herself to get conscripted instead of her father to go to war to fight the Huns. That's better than any of these other losers can come up with. The ones who want more and have their heads too stuck in books. Talk about ducking arranged marriages to go to war. Nobody will beat that. You've so lost. Cool. Mulan wins. Give me my fortune cookie. But the imagery... Um, with the last battle, with the cavalry coming down the mountain and her shooting the firework, I thought it was really well done. I love the celebration and the Forbidden Palace at the end. It was really good. Awesome. Really, I love really, the really ancestors. good. Movie. Yeah, they did Talking. that well too. I love. Better um, than the Fates and Hercules. Even, even, you know, to get the Christina Aguilera song, you know, my reflection was a really nice moment. Yeah, that was a really good. That's my favorite of the 90s films for sure. It's so good. That had a sequel. That everyone hated that I liked. Oh. I liked the sequel. What was not, the sequel? Not because it was very well done, but... What happened to that? I think the reason why people didn't like it was because it didn't quite have a, a scope with stakes like the first one did. Because the first one, there was always that plot element moving of, we have to get trained to fight the Hun. That's always mm. over their head. Right, oh, yeah. that's their main thing. We got to fight the hun. The hun are coming. In this one, there's nothing like that. You deal in Mulan two. It deals with marriage, and it deals with basically partnering all the main characters up to get married. It's really, it's a hmm. really weird switch. But 
the lines and the message that you get from Mulan's parents with the whole yin and yang thing, the two opposite, the light and dark, yeah. to make the whole, like you have to make it work. And the way she deals with her relationship and the way these other three princesses, Lucy Liu plays one of them, deal with the three main soldier guys, like that huge fat guy, and they all get paired up. But they're learning to that everyone has someone and they're learning to cope with that person. It's more interesting than I thought it would be. Unfortunately, it's more like watching uh, an episode of Mulan 90210 China versus <laughs> saying the hunter coming, right? Yeah. There's no overarching. So that's disappointing. But Mulan 2, I thought was, as a story and as the characters grow, I thought that was uh, pretty good. So I may just have a soft She's spot for Mulan. So, but that's all right. I could definitely have a soft spot for worse people like Ariel or Tinkerbell, <laughs> who is the worst person ever. I like the grandma character. Yeah, I agree. If you ask me, she should have brought home a man. There's <laughs> always those old, those old Yenta matchmakers. They All right, this, off well. this will be the last one for tonight. Tarzan. Mm. I'm going to have to say no. What bottom ten for you? Not bottom ten, just really somewhere wasn't that in the middle. Great. Yeah, it really wasn't that great. I do not like Phil Collins. I know I'm making more enemies. I don't have any <laughs> friends left in the world. I know, I know, but I don't like Phil Collins. Uh, the story to me is hack and eyed. I found it fairly predictable. I know him, Mark Walton. I yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I will say as a high point in that movie. The use of 3D animation was their best use of 3D animation mm. uh, with 2D on top. The jungle, like when he's sliding around or moving, it looks so good. And just the fact that the background is mostly 3D and everything he's doing is 2D, it looks really good. Like they did a really good job. They did. It was like skater moves and surfing moves and... It was X Games moves. That X Games moves. <laughs> that I think part, with, I think with really Tarzan, they had the rights to Edgar Rice Burroughs for a while, and it was sort of inevitable. They had it on a back burner. Same with John mm. Carter of oh, Mars. <laughs> John Carter, oh no. That eventually we're going to do Tarzan. So it's it's a nice sort of filler to to throw in there. Yeah, I guess you're like, hey, we're on top. We might as well do this right it's now. Still, we're all at a high point. Yeah, trash in the camp is great. It it was okay. Yeah, it's I guess and it's it's fun. Um, animation's good. Jane isn't a bad character. I actually like her character. Hmm, yeah. Um, the hunter guy that comes with him. Um, it's harder he's to okay. grab on to Tarzan as a character because he doesn't really talk. That's right, because he really doesn't so, have a character. Yeah. I, I just feel like they could have more clearly defined that because after a while, it's like, oh, I just want to be with Pretty Lady. Well, it's like, that's everybody. So <laughs> That's sort of what it is. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't really matter to me. I was, the animal characters were great. Um, the, the better character reveal was uh, when the hunter guy turns on them. It was better than George of the Jungle. I... I didn't see that, and I didn't really want to. But yes, uh, Roseanne as... Not Roseanne. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell as oh, the yeah. ape was pretty mm -hmm. funny. Um, otherwise, not yeah, not that much like, not that much great to say about it. Uh, not bad. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it. But if, um, you know, if you have to do it once a year, that's, that's a good one to throw in. Oh. What? How about once a decade? Well, we might have No, no, I meant, sorry, Disney making something once a year. Oh, is what gotcha. I meant. Just... 
have that one in. Um, that Tarzan did have a sequel. Oh. And it had to do with him as a kid earning the respect of... It also had an animated series. You the, had, the head gorilla. You had a lot of that going on, too. What? Disney doing animated series of some of these movies. I remember the yeah. Tarzan animated series. Aladdin had one. The Little Mermaid had and one. And it works just because there's Hercules. so much action. Hercules there's so much fighting one. that can happen all the time. I didn't touch any of those. I just did the movies. But right, I yeah, figured that's... I wouldn't really gain very much by doing yeah. that. But I, um, I do recall The Tarzan this. sequel is okay. It shows basically his childhood of how he's growing up in a family of apes. It's semi-interesting, not great. Yeah. But, um... And now there's a new movie coming out this year. All right. Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, wow. That was Tarzan. From Vampire to Ape Man. Why not? Yeah. Why not? So, yeah, the, the um... The 90... 1990 all the way up to 2000 is, uh... Probably Disney's <clears throat> highest point. They made so many good movies in a row. Very, very few complaints. Like Hercules is good. Mulan is outstanding. Hunchback of yeah. Notre outstanding. Pocahontas good. Lion, I mean, just yeah, Mulan's probably the just, best. Just keep pump. Just year after year, they're just pumping out after these like greatest Lion ones. King, man, yeah, this is the, this is the Renaissance. So good. So in the 21st century, they take another someone else. Is it Lasseter? Is that his well, last, well, he his did. Last he name? was he Pixar. I mean, but but then he took over Disney's animation department for a while. I don't think so. Or he's like producer, head of project, Katzenberg, or some, something like that. Uh, I'll have to look at it. Well, that'll be for the twenty first century because Disney comes out in two thousand with their first three D animated film, which we'll cover next time because it yeah. starts the trend of three D animation from here on out, which is pretty much a different animal altogether. Um, it is, and I think there's a shift in talent. Uh, you know, they stopped using their Clements and Muskers and Trousdale and Kirkwise and yeah, you know. So actually, the I think the uh, you know you got to try new people. Tarzan got to bring in the new. Oh no, Hercules did so. Mulan and Tarzan were the first ones not to use the Dream Team. Yeah, but Mulan was outstanding. Tarzan was okay. So mm-hmm. you could still see that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, all in all, it was it was worth it. Um, Disney animation's really good, really really good. Their characters are are a little bit overrated at times, but they've definitely made some winners over the years and really memorable lines and scenes. Uh, it wasn't wasn't disappointing, that's for sure. Disney's killing it. They're doing good. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. You've been a good sport. You're welcome. You're a good guy. You're welcome. You're very knowledgeable of such things. Just make your check payable to Devin Garcia. (laughs) Okay. I shall. And thank you, everyone, for listening, both of you. (laughs) And that's KCAST for this week. This is Caleb and Devin. Good night. (laughs)